I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everybody and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast David and Lynn Weeder. Uh, I'd be David. She'd be Lynn. Just, <laughs> I didn't want any confusion there. <laughs> and, hey, welcome. We are so glad that you're here. Uh, glad that you're joining us, tuning in, listening in. Well, however you're seeing or listening to us, we're just grateful that you are. We're, we're, we're pleased and happy that you're joining us. Hey, interact with us. You know, we're sitting here staring at a camera. <laughs> get get on get online. Shoot us an email. Drop us a, you know, they still make letters where you like <laughs> paper and ink. We get and a few of those, yeah. We do get a few, yeah. So uh, do that. Drop us a postcard. You know, we have gotten a postcard from somebody that was on vacation. Just thinking about you. Just dropped it into it. Hey, give us a call. Write us. Any, just smoke signals. Whatever. <laughs> just let us know that you're out there and, and how this broadcast has been a blessing to you and, and everything. Let's start with a word of prayer and then we're going to continue on this, this set of four broadcasts that we're doing um, based, on our, based on what the Lord Showed me for our July partner letter, and uh, it's it's already been rich. It's been powerful. The the Holy Spirit's unwrapping strategies of the devil, and uh, so we're going to get back into that right after we say this word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and honor, praise. We magnify you. We're grateful for this another opportunity to teach and preach your word share revelations, insights, concepts into the operating principles of the kingdom of God of which we are now already citizens. For you have seated us in Christ Jesus in heavenly places at your right hand far, far above principalities, powers, might, and dominion in every name that is named in every evil spirit, every devil Every spirit of fear is under our feet. For Jesus has been given to us as the head of the body of which we are. And we're grateful. We, we, we walk in and gain knowledge of the authority and the power in which we operate that you have given us through the blood and through the name. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Well, we're going to pick up this week where we left off last week, which was in the book of Numbers. So if you want to turn over to the book of Numbers chapter 13, and uh, if you need to hit pause and make that cup of coffee, just go ahead and do that, and then just come right back, and we're going to pick up. I want to point out something in verse 1, uh, actually verses 1 and 2. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Now, the Lord just said that this land is a gift. He's given it to them. In other words, it's a done deal. But did you notice 
they still have to go in and possess the land? As it turned out, if they'd have did, if they'd have did, <laughs> if they'd have did, <laughs> if they'd have just done, walked in faith and done what he told them to do, they they didn't have to do anything. We find out from Rahab over in Joshua chapter one that when they heard what had happened, their hearts melted. There was there was no fi- they wouldn't have had to fire a shot. Well, and even after they did finally get to go in, yeah. They, they still... Yeah, they walked around yeah. the city. The walls came down. They didn't have to break those walls down except by obeying the simple things that God said that were within their power to do. But you know that's the same thing today. The Lord has given you healing. He's given you prosperity. He's given you, as, as we read last week in the book of Ephesians from the Amplified Vision... He's given you the ability to live the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for you to live. It's a gift, but mm. you have to possess the land. You have to, you do, have to do your what part. He said, yeah. and it may not make sense. Marching around the walls made sense to bring them down. No, yeah. that's why. That's why James said, "If you're a hearer only, but not a doer of the word, you deceive yourself." They heard the word. I give you the land, but they didn't do the work. And so they had trouble. They didn't, it took them a long time to possess the land and it still wasn't until they actually did it. Mm. Praise God. That's, that's, that's for somebody today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I want to point that out though. I mean, he already said he gave you the land. Now let's go down. We're going to go ahead and read through this again in verse 25. We introduced this last week. We're going to start in verse 25. Now they had, they, they went out, they looked at everything. They brought back some some fruit, <laughs> and in verse 25, and they returned from searching the land after 40 days. Now remember, I want to remind you, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Fear comes by hearing and hearing the word of the devil. But we're talking about words, words, okay? Words of, of God, words of faith, bring faith. Words of the devil, words of fear, bring fear. All right, let's look here. Verse 26, and they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran and to Kadesh, and brought back words. <laughs> That's what they brought back. They brought back words unto them and unto all the congregation. They showed them the fruit of the land and they told him and said, okay, here we've got more words. We came into the land whither thou sentest and surely it does flow with milk and honey and this is the fruit of it, but <laughs> nevertheless, the people are strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and they're very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites <laughs> dwell by the sea. Oh, Lord. And what was it? Lions, Lions and tigers. tigers and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. But Caleb tried, man. He stilled the people before Moses and he tried to, he said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. But there they are getting their butts in the way. Mm-hmm. But the, the men that went up with him said, mm, no, we're not, so. we're not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of words of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great statue. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which came of which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. So we've got words. 
Words, 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 bringing fear, bringing fear, bringing fear. But if you remember from last week, and if you didn't watch last week, you gotta go back and start with the foundation so you can continue. There's another strategy of the devil that really not too many people have, that I've heard has focused on, and that is bringing in the picture. Bringing in the picture. And we, we went to 1 Samuel and talked, and we showed how Goliath uh, was a big picture. He was the big picture of that, of that scenario. But they brought the picture in and amplified the words, the effects of right. the words. Now I want you to notice here in these last couple of verses, so we saw the part about the words, the words, saying, saying, they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched, and the land through which we have gone to search it as a land. Now, 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 I want you, I'm going to draw your attention to another part here. Look at the descriptions. Eats up the inhabitants. That's a pretty vivid description. And all the people that we saw in it. Now we got pictures starting here are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which came of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Now, the people that they are talking to did not see the giants with their own physical eyes but they just painted an image in their minds. It's still an image. It's still a picture. And they used the words to paint the picture. Now, man, you take that phrase, eats up the inhabitants thereof. <laughs> man, <laughs> now you got people thinking about, what, well, is it ants that are eating me alive? Is there animals, wild? I kind of got tigers? the thought of piranha. Pir yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I mean now Sharknado there's no <laughs> now there's no limit. I mean now so you, you got some people who are seeing an image of a bear yeah. eating them. There you got others that are seeing an image of a tire a, a lion tearing them limb from limb. You got mm. there's no telling what people are seeing because of imagination that is God given. But it's your choice on how you use it. Right. And notice, imagination, image, image, comes from the same word. Your imagination is designed to, for you to see images. Satan used the image. Used the words to bring the fear, amplified it with images, even though they didn't see them with their physical eyes, it's still images still images. It's their imagination. Because Satan, you got to understand, Satan realized the power of this way back in Genesis chapter 11. Now he still works, he still does this today. We talked about this at the end of last broadcast. That's how he works today in the, with the news media or social media. It brings the words and then creates the image so that your imagination runs wild. Why would he be so interested in your imagination? Because he knows what's in Genesis chapter 11. And the whole earth, starting in verse one, and the whole earth was of one language, there's the words, and of one speech, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. 
And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto the heavens. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, well, we don't need to worry about this because there's no way they can build a tower all the way up to heaven. No, listen to what the Lord said. Behold, the people is one. They have all one language. There's the word, the words. And this they begin to do, and nothing, nothing, nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. There's the image. You put the words with the image, and nothing is restrained. Well, the devil ain't completely stupid. He's got at least experience under his belt. And he knows that principle right there. And you don't think he's not going to try to pervert it, twist it, and use it, right? That's Hey, that's what he does. That's what wicked is, is twisted. He takes, he can't, he's a dead devil. He can't come up with or create anything new. He's limited to taking the laws and principles that God has put into place and twisting them to his advantage and to his purpose. And that, this principle, words and image. Words and image. Words and imagination. So God had to come down and mix up their languages so that their words aren't in agreement and they don't understand one another's speech. So then they can't communicate the image and come into agreement over one image, one vision, one goal. Well, and now, even though we have such ease of translating words, that division is still there. Mm -hmm. I mean, trying to come into agreement on something really simple has become more complicated because of that no, I'm viewing it from over here. No, I'm viewing it from over here. This is more important than this, and this is more important than this. Mm -hmm. And it's that agreement and seeing the same picture. And even on social media and stuff, we use pictures all the time, but people will show the two sides of a coin and not realize it is the same coin. Everybody's concerned about similar things, but they're seeing it from two different directions. Well, and people are so desirous of the image that without an image, a picture attached to a social media post. You won't look at it. Yeah. People just go right by it. Oh, there's a picture. Wait a minute. I, hey, image. <laughs> it has an effect. It, it's, we just saw the principle. We just saw the principle of it. Now, that's what Satan does. You listen to his words, then he paints the picture, then Joshua 1.8. Go ahead and turn over there and let's see what this does now. We'll start in verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. 
turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, then thou shalt have good success. Now, you remember the inverses. You can, you can find out how something negative works by looking at the positive law because it's still the same law. These lies of the devil don't depart out of your mouth. You keep talking about them. Oh my goodness, how many people listen to news of COVID or news of the economy and then they just sit around and talk about it. They just sit around and talk about it. Think about it, talk about it. Think about it, talk about it. They're murmur. meditating it. Murmur. Exactly. <laughs> They're, that's what meditate stands for. Murmur, think about, murmur, think about, murmur, think about. Meditate, and they do it day and night. Then they're going to observe, and, and their actions are going to be based on that, what they've been talking about, thinking about, talking about, thinking about, and then that's what you're going to do. Uh, may observe to do according to all those things you were thinking and talking about. Then you will make your, your way not prosperous. You'll barely be skimping by, and then you will, you will have failures. You won't have good success. That's how the system works. Is, is you cannot get away from it. You can operate in it to the positive, the word of God, or you can operate it to the negative, the lies of the devil. So you listen to his words, then he paints the pictures with the words, you meditate on it day and night using this principle, and then you'll begin to speak fear-filled words, then you just delegated your authority if you're, particularly if you're born again, but even a just natural human authority in the earth, you just gave it to the devil. And you gave him complete power and authority to steal, to kill, and to destroy in your life. He's, he's, hey, he's a defeated foe. The Bible says Jesus brought him to nothing. He cannot make anything happen until he gets something like this in action to where you give him the authority, your authority and power and give him the right to do it. That's the way the system works. He, he brings the words, he paints the image. Now I want to talk to, we want to talk to you for a minute, a couple minutes about something very, very, very important because, uh, because of recent events, this is, this is really, this system and those little devils, those little fear devils introducing thoughts. People can get themselves in, in a situation and the devil will convince them there's no way out. Right. And the specific group that, that I'm talking to right now is uh, young ladies, teenagers. Or sometimes or, not even that yeah, young. Yeah, or even, even not that young. But... But for one way or another, they found themselves um, pregnant or abused or something of that nature. And that, that rat Satan will come in there and take advantage of the hopelessness. Of the hopelessness. And 
thoughts, thoughts of fear, thoughts of fear. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? I can't, I can't finish school. I can't, you know, I've, I've, I've been traumatized. I can't have a normal life anymore. I'll never, I'll never have a family. I'll ne- and, and it's just on and on and on and on and on and on and on. There's the words, then there's the images, and the images, and the images, and the images. In your imagination. Mind, your imagination runs wild, and uh, I mean, you end up—you'll end up imagining and believing things that, e- even in the natural, the likelihood of them actually happening is next to nothing. But not in here. here. Not in here, because the words of fear have been introduced, and then the images have been brought, and that's all you can see. It's like it's right here. You can't. There's. There's this image, and you can't get away from it, and it amplifies, and it amplifies, and it amplifies. Hey, there's answers. There's help. There's hope. There are organizations and people that are that the Lord has trained personally to help and to. There's hey, there's a way out. There are ways out. It's not hopeless. You don't have to have that image. There are better images and better ways. And we want you to, we're going to spotlight today. And hey, even if you're not in this particular situation, but hey, I almost guarantee you, you know someone who is. Get this broadcast to them. They need to see it. They need to hear it. And they need to have the information that you're about to see right now. I spent five years at a girls' uh, correctional facility, and then three additional years working for the government in the inner city of Nashville, Tennessee, and I was in the emergency child protective services unit, and I realized God was starting to put a dream on the inside of my heart because I knew that apart from Christ, there was no such thing as a life that could be changed. And finally, one day, I just heard the Lord speak to my heart, you've spent five years dealing with angry teenage girls, and now I'm taking you back in time and showing you what happened to them and why they're so angry. The three things that God showed me to do, take young women and free of charge, they need to know that your love is pure, that you're not trying to make money off their problem. Secondly, God showed me your needs will be met through your giving, and I want you to give at least 10% of what comes into your ministry, other ministries and offerings when I tell you, and I will touch the hearts of people to become monthly partners or to, and to give offerings. And the third thing God showed me is I don't want you to ever take state or government funding or any other money with strings on it where they come in and say, you don't have the freedom to share Christ. Because without that freedom, the lives will not change. I was very obsessed with not feeling any emotion. When I started the suicidal phase in my life. When I was in third grade, I was molested at a sleepover at my friend's house. I tried my first line of cocaine and became addicted from that point on. I ended up getting pregnant, and due to my alcohol addiction, I did lose the baby. This was all life was, like I was done with it. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Whether they're addicts, eating disorders, sexually abused, sex traffic, it does not matter what the problem is. Jesus Christ is the answer. His name is above every name that can be named. When I first started in 1983, I remember feeling really excited. And I made the drive about eight, 
hours or so there, eight and a half. And I prayed all the way there. I got there and, and so I raised up a program director. I was there for seven years in Louisiana, came back to Nashville to open what was the second home. Then a few years later, we built uh, our three-story office building on the same property. Uh, after that, we added a home in St. Louis, Missouri, Sacramento, California, started international locations in the United Kingdom, New Zealand, Canada. We own property in the Panhandle of Florida. We plan on building a home there. And I have visions for other cities in the United States and other countries as well. But there's so many great things that are going on through the lives of the girls. I mean, literally, God is multiplying his, himself through the outreaches, all the things that these young women are doing in the United States and beyond. And really, mercy multiplied is a more accurate description of what's happening because all these years later, since 1983, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of young women that are out there doing great things because of what they experienced and the change that Christ did. He gave them a new heart and a new spirit, a new vision for their life, new purpose. It's a perfect description of what God does at Mercy every day, Mercy Multiplied. I think God's vision is just continued growth, continued expansion more outreach programs like our, our Keys to Freedom study, which is to equip churches, to educate leaders, and us continuing to raise up more and more leaders from all the generations just so we can just see a perpetuation of what we're already doing continue. We're not done, we're just getting started. There is hope. Praise God, there's an answer. I. You know, Mercy Multiplied, Nancy Alcorn, wow. Uh, a, a ministry of integrity, a ministry of excellence, and a ministry of results. Praise God. Get in touch. If you are in any of those situations that you saw on that video, reach out. Now, for those of you who may not be in that situation, you're not, you're not getting off the hook. Now look, look over here in James. James chapter two. And the King James, I'm gonna read it in the, in the King James. Actually, you know what, no, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna read it in the Weymouth translation of the New Testament. It's, a, it's so clear. James chapter 2, verse 13, For he who shows no mercy will have judgment given against him without mercy. But mercy triumphs over judgment. What good is it, my brethren, if a man professes to have faith and yet his actions do not correspond? Can such faith save him? Suppose a Christian brother or sister is poorly clad or lacks daily food or is in a situation where they're pregnant, or in a situation where they've been abused, and one of you says to them, I wish you well, keep yourselves warm and well-fed, and yet you do not give them what, is need, what they need, what is the use of that? You know, it doesn't get much clearer than that, and when you support our ministry, you support Nancy Elkhorn Ministries, Mercy Multiplied. Just reach directly out to them and support them, but support them. Do what is needed. It's what Jesus did for you, bless God. Why? Because he loves you. <laughs> we love you too, and that's why we want to spotlight these things. He's always for you, never, ever, ever against you.
and Jesus is Lord. Thank you partners and friends for helping make this broadcast possible. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. You can also listen to our broadcast on iTunes. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380. Join us again next time on the Covenant Living Broadcast.